We're gone country, across the country by the National Indigenous Radio Service with you broadcasting from the studios of Gulari Media here in Broome on Yarrow country. In fact, it's time for the Yarrow Nyamaburu segment and uh, today we get an opportunity uh, to once again welcome a local lady home who has just... uh, reached out and broadened her horizons over many years. In fact, uh, in her previous job, she's worked with trust funds. Uh, She's also worked in with uh, leadership, uh, taking on that role as a part of her university stance and also has a bachelor in uh, bachelor arts degree as well talia page hello welcome it's nice to have you here in the studio little the There you go. That's better. Yes. Hi, hi yeah. Sandy. Thank you. Ah, oh, t- uh, sorry. I just got goosebumps <laughs> trying to give you that introduction because you just have done such amazing things with yourself Thank over the you. years. Thank you, Sandy. And it's great to have a local girl with a success story uh, that's come home and is cutting it with the best (laughs) yes um this is my first time back home forever in 22 years so it's definitely a really special time for me when did you leave here i left when i was 12 um we left Broome to go down south and i did all my high schooling in esperance but i did my primary education at cable beach in Broome primary and of course, you're from a large local family, the Monados. Yes, I'd like to shout out to my Monado mob for sure. Um, my mum, uh, I'd like to shout out to mum, um, given it's Mother's Day on Sunday. Um, so Marie Monado's mum and my father is Rodney Payne. Hello to Marie and Rodney, if you're listening as well out there. You've done well with uh, Talia here. Talia, when you left Broome, tell us what happened on your travels. You went south to stay with your dad. Um, no, I, I didn't actually. Mum, um, mum separated from dad when I was young, and but she met a new person, and we moved down there for that. Um, so we moved down to Esperance when mum had uh, a another baby and she nearly passed um, giving birth to little Lalin. Um, so that was baby number four. Uh, so we went down there to Esperance closer to some um, some better health care at the time back in the day. Um, and so yeah, set up shop in Esperance and uh, we were did high school down there and Esperance se- uh, senior high school and surf life saving as well was a huge part of our life down there so your mum's been with you every step of the way 
Uh, yeah, mum, um, mum missed home. Mum is definitely a broom girl, so she came back up here and uh, we stayed down there. So um, we were separated for some time and I did the rest of my high school down south. What got you into the choices that you made going to university? Yeah, I I used to, as a kid, used to always say that I wanted to help my family and um, everything I was doing was about helping family. And as a young one, I had no idea that you had to really help yourself first before you can help others. Um, So that was a really important part of my core being was I had to develop myself so I can become a better and stronger person to help family. Um, So going to uni, uh, I made a choice... And I didn't know what I wanted to study. All I knew is I wanted to get higher education so I can get into better jobs at the time. That was a pathway I chose. Um, and I decided to enrol. At the time, I actually was in Follow the Dream. Um, so I was in Follow the Dream in Broome. And then I was also in Follow the Dream in Esperance. And they connected me. So my pathway to uni was not direct. Um, it wasn't uh, doing well in high school and then getting the grades that allowed me direct entry into UWA at the time. So I ended up going to UNSW. I moved to Sydney um, and it was uh, a link that our Follow the Dream coordinator gave us. So they said, hey, there's this commerce and economics bridging course um, at the time and I signed up for it. And there was um, one scholarship up for grabs between um, 12 students at the time in this bridging course and I happened to get awarded that scholarship. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I got a place at UNSW to do commerce and economics but I didn't know anyone in Sydney. I literally chose that place because I wanted to run away from family at the time. Um, But I ended up getting a spot at UWA. Um, Very, at the same time, I was considering a place at UNSW. So I actually moved to Perth on my own um, and enrolled in a bridging course at UWA. So at least I was in—I was a WA girl. And I was also awarded a place at St Catherine's College, which was at the time all girls. And I know we've got a huge footprint now of um, Kimberley women there. Um, when I was there, there was only eight of us and we came from all over the WA, but we had about four of, of the girls there from the Kimberley region. So St. Cat's for us was a home away from home. Now there's like 100 students there um, and about 30 Aboriginal students there and it's just grown and grown year to year. But at the time, I enrolled in a Bachelor of Arts and my majors were in Industrial Relations and Anthropology because I didn't know what I wanted to do. <laughs> Um, and so the industrial relations for me was, you know, the Western side and, and trying to walk that path and get a job that was high paying. And I thought I wanted to be a HR manager. And then the anthropology was me trying to maintain my connection to culture from a distance, um, and better myself so I can help mob when I come back home. Cause I knew that anthropology was a huge part of our native title fights in the future. Um, and again, as with always in my life, it's never a direct journey to graduation either. So, um, I ended up, 
Usually a degree like that would take you four years, um, some three to four years. It took me eight years because I did some full-time, um, a whole lot of family turbulence at the time. My father passed away in 2011. That's okay. Yeah, so... Um, and there was some other family stuff that went on, but I ended up as a 26-year-old um, getting custody of my three siblings, so my brothers and sisters at the time. And as a young woman working at the time in the mining industry, I had to get a job um, supporting the family and just uh, focusing family, work and school all at the same time. So got through that. But it meant that I just had to put study as my, my third priority instead of my first one at the moment at that time. But it meant that I, I kept a promise to myself and it was always going to be just finish the degree, just make sure I don't give up on myself, my education. And so um, I graduated in 2014 and I was enrolled in 2005. So um, graduation day was huge for me because it meant that I kept that promise to myself. And um, my family were all very, very proud of me as well. And I felt that my brothers, sisters, mother, all the family were very, very happy for me. Um, and it meant that I could then focus on the next stage, which was using these skills that you learn at uni in the real life. Um, and my first job while I was at uni was in the civil mining industry with NADA, civil and mining. Um, so um, shout out to um, the Pilbara mob and... and um, and the work that we did there. So I was lucky enough to work with NADA for six years and I worked in OHSE, which is Occupational Health, Safety and Environment and Injury Management um, and specialising in workers' comp and stuff like that. Uh, after NADA, I went to Bridie and did three years, uh, or about four years at Bridie um, and we built up the northwest coast road up there near Onslow and um, a few other mining jobs as well. And then that led me into um, when I was at Bridie, um, I was still just head down and and really didn't really pop up in in leadership because I was I was a little bit scared of saying yes to things and what that would mean. And I was scared of success at the time when I was a young. Um, young lady because I didn't know what that meant. Um, I didn't want to be seen as self-serving by any means and um, it was through this leadership program that I did with Miss Nadoc Perth that um, allowed me to really sort of blossom into myself and become this uh, young woman that could say yes to things and um, I was awarded runner-up Miss Nadoc Perth in 2017 um, and then the year after that I began uh, helping with the management of the program for about six years uh, with Miss Shannon Maguire and Arnie Glenda Kickett. Um, and then from there I went into professional trustees. So a professional trustee company is a, 
there's four of them in, in the whole of Australia um, and they're the highest level of trusteeship that you can expect in, in fiduciary, as we call, in a, a responsibility to, to others in managing money. So I worked with Perpetual for um, about four years and I started out as an administrator because you can't just go from civil and mining straight into trusteeship. So I had to start from the bottom and work my way up again. And in nine months, I went from an administrator to a manager. And then um, a year after that, I became a senior manager. So I went from helping everyone to then overseeing and um, supporting other trust managers across four different states. Yeah. Wow, and now you're at Yari Nyamaburu as the operations manager. Just started there recently. Does that seem like a bit of a step down? <laughs> um, I honestly see it as a step up because, because um, one thing I saw when I was in um, Perpetual, I was looking after, at the time, five different communities, managing um, their interest in there, uh, and I love every day of my job there. Uh, they have uh, about $1 billion of funds under management at Perpetual, and then they look after 35 different Aboriginal communities, but my direct book was 250 million and five communities. Um, but I wasn't helping... The Kimberley weren't, wasn't in my book. And I was still working on behalf of other communities, which I do love. But the op- the opportunity I got at Yaru Nyam- um, Nyamabari Yaru is that I get to come home. Number one, huge, huge win for me. Um, I get to help my own family, my own mob and my own community, um, which is another huge win for me. And my previous employer, Perpetual, was so happy with the news that... Um, I couldn't have gone for this job without that step. So they allowed me to build my skills at, um, at Perpetual and now I can bring those skills to, to MBY and, and just give all that I have to not only in my internal team that I've, I'm learning really quick, um, are just amazing people, um, but I get to to make a difference at home. And that's mm. always a step up. Well, Yarrow's always been known to have the best, seriously. When I said a step down, I thought, wow, you've just been so celebrated with your achievements. You are mm-hmm. someone to celebrate yourself. And, and, and with that, yes, being in demand as one of the best to assist countrymen here, at home, what's it like also working with another successful lady that has just really climbed the ranks herself, a, a local girl in your CEO, Nini Mills? Um, I love Nini. Uh, Nini was the reason why I took the job. Nini was the reason why I applied in the first place. Um, uh, I've been operating in, in the Kimberley in our native title business for years, actually. The last six years I've been coming home for native title business but not um, being 
able to feel that I could apply at NBY until I seen a woman CEO, a Yaru woman in Ninny Mills, and she honestly inspired me to apply for this role. I felt that there was um, a good change happening at NBY. Um, and I'm not at all suggesting that the previous management were not in, uninspiring. They were. But there was a different time and we've got different um, a different environment to look to work within. I have 100% um, belief and um, support of Nini and the fact that she's there and I'm there and... There is also another woman um, chief executive that's also been appointed with us. Um, she's not Aboriginal, but she has skills uh, that are awesome as well. So there's three women at the top at Yaru at the moment. Oh, look out. <laughs> women get work done. <laughs> uh, Talia, what do you envision or what do you visualise for NBY's future? Ah. Uh, I love that question. Um, I, I've seen it just recently. I was appointed on the board of NBY in December and I've now seen a, a, a reinvigoration in that board. I've obviously had to come down in an operational role to resign from the board. But um, the vision for the future is a really strong and responsive board, um, that strategic, visionary um, and with a CEO that can enact those instructions, I really see some actual real positive maintenance of current projects and programs for community. But hopefully with this new structure, we can get into a, a financial position that's more sustainable and will be here for a very long time. Um, the vision, we're currently working through our new strap plan for the next five years. So we're coming at the end of the another one. So. When you're talking about a vision for Yaru, there's more than just myself that needs to be a part of that process. So there's an all board, so the, the Yaru boards, there's a few of them. They need to all come together and set that strategic direction. But um, in line with their values, it's about working together and not individually. And that means from board all the way to reception. It's all together. Um, for the for the future generation to look after our elders and to um, secure and maintain native title. Wow, so honest. Feels good being home. Yes, it. Um, I cannot explain what being home means. Um, you know, we, we definitely talk about Leon and making sure it's a light and it's on fire. And mine has been dim for some time. Um, working in Perth and off country has definitely... Um, and I got a bit of tears in my eyes at the moment, but it's because being home is so important to me. And that connection to country is huge for me. Welcome back, down. <laughs> Welcome back. That's why I was mud mud with your introduction. Mm -hmm. It was so strong, your spirituality, sitting across from me, looking at the next generation 
empowering Aboriginal causes and strengthening Indigenous uh, visions for the future. You've done well. So is your mum, Marie, and all of your family in the way that they've supported you over the years. Thank you for taking the time to share such a personal moment with us. Thank you so much, Sandy. I really appreciate that. Talia, you're gorgeous. <laughs> Talia Payne, the new operations manager at Yaru Yambaburu.